You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, from the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Eureka After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Eureka After Show. Wow, that That's is amazing. That's all for you, Amy. It is. It's all for <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, guys. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing our Eureka show. We are. It is season five, episode six, worst case scenario. I am Jenna Bush, here with Roth Cornett, and co-executive producer and writer, Amy Berg. Hello. 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 Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheers, indeed. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Before we start, I just want to remind everybody that you can follow AfterBuzz on Twitter at, at @AfterBuzzTV. You can also go to iTunes and listen to us as a podcast. And please subscribe. <laughs> leave us lots and lots of comments. Tell your friends. Only takes a second. All right. So let's start out with a little, a little Holly. Yeah, I, it sounded like we were going to go somewhere very interesting. Uh, I know. For a well, actually, you know what? I did forget to Which say Holly something before me. we before we talk about Holly. Um, just so you guys know, we're doing a very special show from the MTV Gifting Suite um, for the MTV Movie Awards on May thirty first, and there will be some very special guests, except for me. <laughs> I'm sad, you guys, that I'm not going to be at the gifting suite because I am assuming that there will be gifts. I'm hoping because it's the day suite. after my birthday, so I want some free stuff. But I'm going to be in London at Prometheus. Yeah, so, so shut up. <laughs> Just FYI, I will be in town. So. You will well, be? And you should come up. Dude, come to <laughs> yeah. London and see Prometheus. Oh, no, she wants to come to the gifting suite with me. See, we're fighting over you already. You're a sci-fi writer. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> she pulled the card already. She did. We're she like did. two minutes in. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> so let's discuss, Holly, because last week we discussed the fact with Jamie that I had called that there, like in the very first show that we did, that there would be an imprint of her in potentially. You did. In the system. And there she is. And it's really quite tragic. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> and obviously at this point, we are going to have, and here's the thing that I dig about this show. This is a uh, this particular episode is that my favorite sci-fi trope, sci-fi writer is is like basically the the essential question of what is it to be human? Like when are you human? When are you not? I mean, that's what all of science fiction essentially boils down to eventually. Oh yeah. I mean, plus, it's and it's been addressed before. Plus stuff. Plus stuff. <laughs> plus stuff. <laughs> plus stuff. Right. So what do you think it is to be human? We'll start out with a like. <laughs> yes, let's go deep to start off the show. Um, I I have to harken back to Star Trek: The Next Generation Measure of Man, nice. in which yeah, you do. Um, yeah um, self awareness is is what makes you human. Um, so as, is it? I think are we going? Are we going Descartes? Yeah. Okay. I think therefore I am. Yeah, nice. and I, and I think it's also what others think of you. Like mm-hmm. if. 
for Holly, if Fargo believes that she's real right. to him, then she has importance and she believes she's also real. So it's it's the so it's observation also. Yeah. Plays a role. Yeah, I'm someone just, holding up a mirror because I mean that does sort of define your life, not just what you think of yourself, but what other people reflect back at you. Wow, this is so deep. I love this conversation so far. I know. You can only <laughs> go down from here, miss. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I I think I, I love the whole storyline. I love that she was coming back and you did call it. Um but it is so tragic. It's so sad because unless you can download her into Girl Robot, which I did say to Neil when he was here, mm. Girl Robot, yes, you know, then like what do you what do you do with that to know that like it's almost like um, it just made me think of because yes, I watch Ghost Hunters. Don't laugh, um, but like if you think somebody is still around who's passed away and you sort of talk to them and then that's a, that coping mechanism stops at some point. But what if she's really in the computer and she's really talking to you? Like how do you let that go then? Yeah, I mean, and that's the question, right? That, that's the question for Fargo. Right. Um, I mean, at some point, he has to make a choice. Does he want to stay in this fake reality with the person that he loves, or does he want to continue his real life in right. the real world? Um, it's like Sophie's choice for him. Oh. Yeah, and I think that I think that what's what's cool about that too is that you're bringing up: Is she real? Is she not? When are we real? When are we not? What's the nature of reality? Oh. Plus, I mean... <laughs> what does it mean to be human and the nature of reality? Thanks. It's No, I, I like you studying off really easy for me. First five That's minutes, nice. I know. <laughs> Additionally, I mean, like, we, we all are in some way or another stuck in some kind of fantasy. Maybe we're stuck in our uh, past that we're playing over and over again in our heads or imagined future or life we thought would be that isn't. And so I think then it becomes like that, when are you going to let go of that and just live your real life, even if it's slightly more painful to do so. I believe there are Comments, dragons. Thoughts. That's also, the reality. Also <laughs> dragons. Also <laughs> dragons. Uh, yeah, well, th- that was um, very profound. Um, <laughs> I try. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, for Holly, uh, I think it's also a matter of um, at some point, does she feel like she has to let Fargo go? Right. She doesn't know what his life is like on the outside world. She only knows the time that she, he spends with her in the, you know, false reality. So I think at some point she might come to terms with, like, do I have to let him go? Yeah. Ooh. And th- that means letting myself die, essentially, right? right? Oh, so, wow. So that's- yeah, we, we went deep. You did. Yeah. You did. And it's great. But we still did body swapping. So we're still That's funny. That's true. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. That and was awesome. Hamsters. And hamsters. And bunny therapy. And bunny therapy. Bunny Good therapy, things. you are welcome. Oh. But have you guys noticed that, well, I'm assuming you're going to have noticed this since you like, <laughs> wrote it and stuff. Um, but it's great to watch Fargo really, really more and more actively. And, then, and this is the thing, too, is that, you know, you are kind of what you decide that you are. He's more actively becoming the director. Mm-hmm. He's really taking on that role um, now in a way that, that he hadn't previously, even even though he's done it kind of for a long, in my mind anyway, even though he's done it for a long time, it's like now he's embodying it. He's decided that he is the director. It's not fake. It's been, well, it's been like a year. So he's like, damn it, it's real. I'm going to actually do it. Well, sometimes it takes other people to believe in you to believe in yourself. And I think that's what happened with Fargo. Um, everyone started to look to him as the director. And so he realized that, you know, if the shoe fits I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and wear it. Yeah, I love that that actually happened for him because I love Fargo. Yeah, he's great. How can you not love Fargo? Yeah. Yeah. But I love I mean, I really enjoy Holly as well. I really I really enjoy her as a character. Yeah. You know, 
just she's charming. She is, <laughs> and and she is very much like Felicia. Like that's that bubbly thing. Yeah, which is why everyone loves her. But the bubbly thing that also with the smarts, with the smarts, mm-hmm. plus the smarts and the with the hair, <laughs> there is also the and hair. the geekiness. <laughs> well, when I um, when I was creating her for reprise uh, in the fourth season, um, I had already started writing the episode before she was confirmed. So I had mm-hmm. like a voice in my head already, and it was very much based on like astrophysicists that I know who have you know a certain um, I don't know je ne sais quoi craziness. <laughs> Um, who, and who think like super fast, um, and and but are also very very sort of charming and endearing at the same time, um, and so that's what I was you know going for. And then you know when she came in for a meeting, we like I just listened to her. Like I didn't ask her very many questions, and and um, I let you know Jamie did most of the talking in the meeting, um, but I was just listening and paying attention to her cadence. And Felicia's cadence essentially became Holly's cadence. And it was just so easy to write after that. It was like I went back and like rewrote everything I'd already done and, and polished everything. It was uh, it was wonderful. Can was we so circle lucky. back to the fact that, you know, astrophysicist? Like, how do you? Oh, you know, like I was just talking to this astrophysicist <laughs> and it was whatever. We were having coffee with, you know, at NASA. Like, how? <laughs> <laughs> Who are these astrophysicists? That you, know? Um, uh, you know, from from working on genre shows, you you tend to have um, are they you know, consultants? experts, consultants. Okay. Um, uh, my friend Andre Bormanis um, was a consultant producer on um, Threshold on CBS, which I worked on. Um, Kevin Grazier, um, who works at JPL, or did recently, um, was our consultant on Eureka. He also did uh, Battlestar Galactica. Um, and I have some other <laughs> friends. Um, you know, I, and just through, you know, geek connections. You know, I know Phil Plate and, and you know, the bad astronomer and all that. So, um, so when Cameron does fly to his inevitable biodome on Venus, <laughs> can you get me a seat? Is this a <laughs> Um, maybe the jump seat. Um, I will take probably, it. Yeah, maybe not. You know, I don't know. You wouldn't get first class. Yeah, is what not, she's saying. Not, not first class. I don't even get first class on a real airplane. Yeah. So. Do, you have, okay. do you have a really warm coat? Maybe we can put right. you in holding or something. That's fine. Down below. I'm right. good. I'm totally going with you guys. <laughs> all right, so we have to do a little um, a little business here. And as you all know, if you guys have been watching the show, I tend to purchase things drunk on Amazon. So. If you're like me, here's what you do. You go to AfterBuzzTV.com. You click on the Amazon banner and make your purchases through there. It just takes another second. We get goodies so we can bring you guys more goodies. So since we do talk about drunk purchases, and I happen to have an event for this reality show about ballet, Breaking Point, this morning... This is one of my drunk purchases right here. These are these are my toe shoes. I have used them. There is dirt on the bottom. Um, so sometimes I do use the things that I purchase drunk. I'd just like to point that out. I'd just like to point out that Jenna the other day had an entire hour-long t- conversation with me in her house bouncing around on those <laughs> as I sat eating chips on her couch. <laughs> it's, do you it's actually true. use them for ballet or are they a doorstop? Oh, no, no, no. I okay. actually use them for ballet. I, I, I used to dance years and years and years ago and I'm trying to whip my ass into shape mm. and so I thought this would be a good way to do it since I don't have time to do anything else. So, um, But I do ch- kind of walk around the house in them for no other reason than like to go to the refrigerator to get something to drink and yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> or to reach up to that top right, shelf. Honestly, right, honestly, I do that. So much easier. Oh, I have put them on actually to get stuff from the top shelf. I am not kidding. I really have. They're better than 
a ladder. These wow. are multi-purpose devices. They are. <laughs> okay, so since I I don't really buy things mm. <laughs> often, I just like don't buy things that often. I download media. However, I do like to do Amazon pitches, which I think will be my thing every week. Instead of the drunk purchase, mine will be a pitch. And this week, last week, I pitched, of all things, Eureka on DVD. It's true. Plus what? Sarah Connor Chronicles. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But this week, this is what I'm going to pitch. If you guys are watching, you may already be fans of Jenna um, oh. and know this. But if you don't know this, she is the author of a comic book. So I did not I, know this. This yes, is new to yeah. me. I am going to suggest to everyone, because this is such an awesome thing that you go onto Amazon and you purchase <laughs> Womanthology, which is a compilation comic book. It, the proceeds go to a good cause. Jenna can tell you about that because I'm blanking right now. Yeah, no, no, no. no. It's, all, it's all charity and then, you know, we're, helping, we're helping a lot of people. But um, yeah. Yeah! Wow! Thank you. Um, yes. Yeah, I wrote I wrote two stories. I did one myself called Archetypes in there, um, and the artist is Alyssa Feliz. And then I did one I co-wrote with Rachel Panditch um, called Lady Bird. And Janet Lee, who won the Eisner for oh, Return wow. to Dapper Men, did the art for me. And so, wow! Thank you. I'm very excited. Yes, about that. you should ch- seriously check it out because a it's just a very awesome thing. This is all women writers, Jenna included. I, I know you can't tell, but she's actually a woman, a very lovely woman. If you're listening, <laughs> I'm and happy. You're Lean back and show you. And not watching, I can tell you, she's gorgeous. And she wrote these really great comics, and you should get it. And you're also contributing to charity. Your check. (laughs) Your check will be in the mail later. Better be. Sold the hell so out she, of that. she, I mean, she totally needs to start buying stuff from Amazon. So I know, I know. Really go to good use. Exactly. Instead of pitching things all the time. Oh, you, you want to pitch my stuff? I'm totally okay with that. But thank you. Um, okay, so let's. What did you purchase drunk on? Oh Amazon yes. Oh week? my god. What have you drunk purchased? Oh my god. Totally. Just last night. Oh. I um, for some reason decided that I needed a um, a new rug for in front of my sink, my kitchen sink. Um, and they make these memory foam things <gasps> now where, like, it's supposed to help your back. For some reason, I absolutely needed it. <laughs> like, at, like, you know, two in the morning, I, I absolutely needed a memory foam kitchen mat. I think I need one, too. When is it coming? Um, it's supposed to be delivered tomorrow. Exciting. <gasps> it's very exciting. I think I want to get one. Oh, I had one. I had one at two o'clock in the morning, too, because I was trying to read a book on my Kindle Fire and realized that my bunny rabbit had chewed through the cord. Oh. So I needed a new charger. <laughs> I love how the Kindle makes their 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 cords so specific that you can't just go to Radio Shack. You have to oh, yeah. order it oh, through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can't can't plug it into the computer to charge it because I thought, well, I have a little cord that I bought specifically to do the update mm-hmm. that you can't use for anything else. So I thought, okay, well, I'll put it in. And they're like, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, you I suck. tried that before, too. Yeah, it, it totally sucks. But so I bought that. And I'm so, yes, I had a drunk, another drunk purchase, but I'm totally getting that mat tonight. So, dude, my back's gonna feel great in a couple days. I just know it. I should start buying things. You really, really should. I pitched that to you. How's <laughs> okay. that? Okay, thank you. That was an excellent pitch. And use Joe's check to buy it. To buy it. <laughs> right, right, right. Non existent check. Actually, we did not get paid for womanthology, just so you know. It's for charity. <laughs> it's for charity. Not. No, we didn't get paid. And actually, it's also cool because it's all creator owned, so I can do anything with all the stuff. Wow, that's that's pretty amazing. I'm gonna actually go out and buy that. Yay. Boom! Yay. Oh, see, you got your first sale. 
Right. What? It's kind of awesome. All right, so let's That's talk a one little... imaginary penny. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Well, you get your ten percent, right? For yeah, 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 for pitching. Yeah. All right, so let's talk a little, a little Carter Joe. Mm. Yes. Now you know, you may not know this, but I've told every single person who's been here because I'm very proud of myself that I've been calling that for like two years now. Mm. And I used to review on IGN and I would mention it all the time. People were like, "You're crazy. It's never going to happen." I think I remember you mentioning it on IGN. Yeah. Thank you for reading that. I and honestly, like I, I love the storyline. I love that this has actually happened and that it still has repercussions. That you know, one of the things I love about the show is that stuff happens and it, it keeps going on. Like it's never like you know regular comedy where it just gets tossed off. Yeah, you know, it it just it keeps going and this is really cool storyline. Yeah, it circles back around and around, which is fun. I mean, I think for us as storytellers, a fancy word for you know writer gets paid to make stuff up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we. For us, the ripples are oftentimes more fun than the event that causes them. Um, and to be able to do something like that, which, you know, there are fans that are like in, in you know, war right now. The oh, Carter yeah. Allison yes. people and the Carter Joe people. Um, there's lots Who's of factions with the shippers. <laughs> oh, um, the shippers, yes. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think to tease it a little bit, and 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 maybe ultimately to show why they're not together. Yeah. Um, and and why Carter does belong with Allison. Um, I think is is really interesting for us to watch as, as it unfolds. All right, friends, let's let's discuss. <laughs> well, first of all, I just want to say, like, I I said, oh, the shippers, and I don't want anyone to take that the wrong way because seriously, like, the shippers are are a big portion of the fan base, and, and we're all shippers. Yeah. Oh my God, no, you all want you all have a specific relationship that you want to work. So I just want to extend my love. Sure. Go on. She will extend it in person later once mm. you buy her book. <laughs> wow. Free so, kisses. Free kisses for you. I Okay, so let's just ask a theoretical question, ladies. So would you rather be in a relationship that had the best friend dynamic or one that had fundamental heat? Oh, we have to choose? Yes. Oh, God. These are the choices. This is why I'm not these dating the, right now. These are, these are the <laughs> questions too much. that I'm presenting to us. The uh, questions tonight are, what is it to be human? What is the nature of reality? When do we let go of fantasy? And do you want to date hot stuff or your best friend? I can get friendship from my puppy. <laughs> this is all I'm saying. Her puppy is insanely cute. Yeah, he's very Oh, my cute. God. People, the I internet wish you guys has seen see pictures. Puppy. Oh, no. They've seen, I, they're, they're all over my, my Twitter page, so oh, feel my God. free. Oh, um, um, no, I mean, for me, it's, you know, you got to go where the passion lies. It's just like, you know, it's the same with work, you know? <laughs> I mean, relationships take work, too. You want to make sure that you love what you're doing. Yeah. Um, what you know. you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? That was really I good. <laughs> I like it. Well, I mean, I don't I don't know. I, I kind of go back and forth because I was with someone for 15 years. Passion was still there. But, you know, after a while, <laughs> you're like... You're still here. I've seen you spit mm. out of your mouth after brushing your teeth. Like, if we weren't best friends, like, that would be a problem. That's what doors are for. But yes, yes. <laughs> and and to be fair, he was very good at shutting them. Um, but we're still friends even after that. So there's, you know. That's interesting. So, but, but now I'm dating, so I'm looking for the, the hot stuff. What? Mm. Hot stuff. She's going to sing it. I knew it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and I, and I think that, I mean, look, everybody, ultimately, what you wish is that you have both, yes. right? That's kind of the dream. But if you're going to go with one or the other, and I think that what they've set it up with, here's the thing, though, is that Carter and Joe do have chemistry as well. Oh, so yeah. it's not like they're, it's dead space between them. Right. You know, they've got a little bit of sexual chemistry. So it is starting to look more and more, and I don't know if the show is taking it in that direction on purpose. You can feel free to answer me. Um, (laughs) But it is starting to look like they are, do have that dynamic. Mm -hmm. No, I I mean, I think that they do. It's it's really interesting because I know we were talking last week when Jamie was here about um, the fact that this was always a possibility, that there Mm -hmm. always was something between them. And it's kind of cool to see, like, because as you said last week and I think the week before, um, that this existed, which is why it ended up happening as a reality in the Matrix. Yeah. So it's not like you wouldn't say, well, we're going to hook him up with Beverly necessarily. But what was it? It was it was the algorithm. It was the predictive algorithm. Predictive algorithm. Mm -hmm. Which which I used that word in in episode four, too. We brought it back for episode six. I want it created. Like I pitched that this would be the greatest invention ever. They didn't seem to believe me, but it would be. Um, I will patent that immediately. Because it would help like you this. make choices. Yes, for sure. Which are difficult to make. Yeah. Damn it. How, how am I going to end up with the guy I'm dating, you know? right? Yeah. yeah. Is he the right one Is or not? Is he the guy? Yeah. Fix it for me. Fix it. <laughs> tell, me, tell me I can do a little math and figure this out. Because dating sucks. Um, before we go on, I just want to mention iTunes again, guys. You can definitely listen to us on iTunes. And also make sure you subscribe and tell a friend. If you know someone who loves Eureka, and I know that you do, just let them know about the show. Because we've got some great people coming up. And we've got Amy here. And, you know, we've had Colin and Neil. We had um, Grant Imahara come who in. awesome. And he he's called such in. a big fan. Oh, my God. And um, Jamie Paglia, the creator. And so, co-creator. He'll yell at me if I just say creator. Um, <laughs> so, because he corrected me last week. Um, and we have Deborah Farentino coming on in a oh, couple sweet. weeks. What? Mm-hmm. Will Wheaton. So, you know, make sure you tell people and make sure you subscribe. And with that, let us go now to Carter and Allison. I mean, do we think this is meant to be? Because Colin said the first time he was here, he was talking about fate and whether and destiny and whether or not he believed in that. And he said he didn't. But we were talking about whether or not you believe in that sort of thing in terms of TV and in terms of storytelling. Right. Yes. Yes. Because this is the place that we can believe in these things. No, for sure. You know? I mean, you know, every aspect of television is fantasy in some respect or another. Exactly. Um, and I mean, you know, spe- I mean, it's why I got into it. Like, I, you know, I, I got to, you know, write the little crazy scenes that were in my head that I was making up because I was a shipper when I was a kid. Yay! Um, I, now I get to write those stuff. It's <laughs> yeah. great. Um, no, I mean, Fate and Destiny definitely um, comes into play. I mean... It would be boring if it didn't for a writer. Right. I agree. Thank you. Yeah. Because life is the place where we have to make the tough choices and where you have to commit on a daily basis and recommit and recommit and recommit and, you know, evolve in that way. But television and fantasy is the place <laughs> where we can go. But what if the world existed in the way that we imagined it could? Like, what if there really was fate? What if there really was destiny? What if there really was as you wish, true love? <gasps> I, I'm i sorry. I just have to say this. I, I got... Um Carrie Ellis to say as you wish to me on a red carpet once what? and it's still my favorite moment of my entire life. Yeah. Mm. We, we didn't make Walsh Sean say uh, <laughs> Oh my god. Ever. I love him so much. I yeah. wanted to talk about IOK powder 
Yeah. <laughs> like that's I wouldn't have been able to resist. No, it, no. I mean, I think I, for for us, that's not why we. You right. Know, yeah. He's yeah. got a body of work that speaks for itself. He is. Um, and it wasn't anything Princess Bride related. There is no connection with Eureka. So, I mean, for us, it was like, what is the, the um, most fun actor we can get for that the role? The Princess Bride is related to everything. Wow. I, <laughs> I apologize. Um, you're correct. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, uh, He's but incredible, incredible. He's so yeah. funny. And he, a trooper on set, too. I remember... Um, being on set for, I think it was Reprise. No, maybe it was something else. I don't remember. Something that I wrote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a scene that we were shooting at the very, very end of the day on a Friday. And as you know, as production goes along during the week, that your start times pu- get pushed back. So, you know, the scene that he was going to be in, the one scene of the day, was like at 2 a.m. Oh, God. <laughs> so, you know, and he's, you know, not a young, but he's spry. I mean, like... <laughs> He knocked it out of the park so... I mean, it was just crazy. It's it's amazing what he can do. Oh. And he would fly in from New York, too. So, like, he would fly in late at night, and then the next morning he'd be getting up and, and raring to go, knowing all his lines. It was it was amazing. Oh, wow. Trooper. He's inconceivable. Inconceivable. I'm sorry, I just had to say it once. Um, I just, you know, this is totally off the subject, but it just occurred to me the first shipper thing I ever was into. Mm. All right, this is, you, you guys think I'm a geek now? Wait until you hear this. Okay, Battle of the Planets. Oh. So I, you know, there was only one girl in it, of course, princess, and she was with Mark, but I wanted her to be with Jason. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, so I was a shipper for Battle I of the Planets. I remember, <laughs> do you guys remember the Young Riders? Oh, yeah. I totally I shipped Billy the Kid and, and the girl that was pretending to be the boy. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was all about that. Oh, I my watched God. That, I bought the DVD. It came out on DVD like two years ago. I totally bought it as soon as it came out, just so I could rewatch all of the episodes. Oh my god! I only have a couple Battle of the Planets DVDs. I want all of them. Yeah. I'm sad that I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> can, can you guys get with me on V? The original V? Yeah, the miniseries. Um, obviously. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I have no comment on the new V. Wait, wait. I I have this comment. Let me tell you this. No, I'm, I can't tell the story on the air because it'll totally age me. Oh, come on. We've all okay, watched it. So, you watched so, it on DVD. Exactly. <laughs> totally. So my dad... Mm-hmm. No, no, this will ruin it. So, so my dad worked for NBC, right? And so they have these the affiliate meetings. He was the VP, right? So the affiliate meetings is basically where the executives go and meet the celebrities and the celebrities are really nice to them so that the executives feel like they're important. Right. Um, and that's <laughs> that, right? So we went and I was a little itty-bitty girl, too. but I was like obsessed. <laughs> Obsessed with V, and so Mark Singer was there, and he oh. was carrying me around on his shoulders the whole night. And then David Hasselhoff comes up to us this because awesome. Knight Rider was on the air, <laughs> and he goes, "Little girl, do you want my autograph?" And I didn't want to be rude, so I was like, "I guess, you know." And so he gives it to me, and then he walks away. And Mark Singer turns to me, and he's like, "That guy's an idiot." <laughs> I hope Mark Singer's not. I feel like, am I getting him in trouble? No, so no. long ago. No, he, you just made him way more cool. Yeah, you kind of did. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I like Mark Singer. All right, well, let's move on to Doctor Doom. Uh-huh. Okay. 
Let's move on. Now I, now I feel like I'm just telling personal anecdotes, but I have to tell you guys that I did an independent film with this actor. Did you? <laughs> yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> That's bizarre. It's so weird. No. And he's such a nice guy. So moving on. Um, did things go to hell? Like, because apparently when you're around him, well, things don't work out. I know, right? Well, it was pretty disastrous. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty disastrous, and I don't think either one of us wants to talk about it. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, See? it was fine. It was actually pretty. It was okay. Um, so, Dr. Doom and the Disaster Maker. Ooh. I kind of like that. I like this one, too, because I like how it's it's cycling. Once again, we're talking about the nature of reality. There was a moment there. Of course we are. Um, <laughs> there was a moment there that I was like, are they still cycling through this? Like, are they all in a matrix? But then they couldn't be because he, Vargo was going into the matrix with Holly. Do you <laughs> How know? do you know there's not another matrix? There could you be. Don't that's know. There could saying. always be a matrix within it's a matrix. Yeah, no, I mean, seriously. That's what I'm Everyone saying. Everyone knows that. It's true. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Because there was a moment that I was like, is the simulation just like going on and on and on? Do you know what Ooh. I mean? Like, are they testing and testing and testing? But then, no. Mm. I guess we'll find out next week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's kind of awesome, actually. I, I love that because, all right, I, this is really nerdy, but when I was little, you know, the, um, the changing rooms, they'd have, like, in the mall, they'd have two mirrors, and you'd see yourself infinite ways. Oh, yeah. And I wondered, like, all what each one of those people would be doing when they left the mirror. Yeah. This is why I cover sci-fi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because of the mall mirrors. Because, because of, the, of mirrors. the mall mirrors. There you go, Jenna's yes. mom. Trace oh. it back to that. Yeah. It's your fault for taking her well, to the mall. Honestly, it was my dad's fault that I got into sci-fi because he he was into all of that. And um, yeah, it's, it's shopping at malls. No, oh god, no. <laughs> oh god, my father. And honestly, I hate shopping at malls. But yeah. except for the moment when I look into the mirror, all the way back. Maybe you just out. want to see infinite Jenna's. Maybe oh, that tells no. us something about your ego. <laughs> oh, dear. Really, I think we've delved it. We're going into something. deep, Can, Should we go back to the nature of being yeah, a human? I, I like know. it. God, it's the reflections that I need. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, no, I just <laughs> don't like to go shopping. Jenna's. Tell us more. <laughs> no one needs that. No one needs infinite Jenna's. Seriously, I would like a clone to help me finish my 90-hour weeks, but honestly, yes. no, no, no one needs more than one of me. I think everybody needs the clone for the 90-hour week. I do. I don't need it to look like me. I no. just need to do my work. Oh, I want, you know? I want my clone to be like, like, like with, with silver skin and like crazy red hair. And Now, if I'm going to get a clone, she can look sort of like me, but she has to be like super, super sci-fi. No, okay. Mine's totally being a hot dude. Hello. <laughs> yeah, my clothes. Oh, yeah, this be a chick. Yeah, mine's actually, be a hot dude. That's an excellent idea. Mine's my, gonna be like you know you could clone Brad Pitt, right? My clothes oh, just get be, a piece of hair. My clone's Fastbender. Oh, oh right, exactly. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, mine would be Damien Lewis then. Ooh, mm. I'm gonna go with Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, Ooh. I get it. Uh-huh. Totally. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm yeah. on board. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my clone. Yeah. Oh, I love this idea. Pause All right, for, let's get on. Pause for hotness. Pause for hotness. <sighs> <sighs> okay, now we're moving on. <laughs> All right, our next topic. Um, oh, actually, before we do that, we should do a commercial. Oh. We should. Hey, we guys. should. <laughs> we are the America's Best Dance Crew ABDC After Show. Coming to you guys. We watch the show every week just like you, and we go every Friday to the set to interview and talk to the crews behind the scenes and let you know what is happening behind the scenes. Hey everybody, we are After Buzz Mob Wives Edition, the only Mob Wives after show out there. I'm your host, Adrian Vera, with my lovely co-host. Kevin Undergaro. Grant Rudder. 
Cameron Marston. You guys can check us out every week. We have a lot of fun. We drink wine. We talk about the show. So check us out. We're also doing the Big Ann show. So tune into that and Mob Lives Chicago. Hey guys, what's happening? We are the Game of Thrones After Buzz crew. I'm Dave Klein. Bethany Jaber. Kristen Elizabeth Snyder. Simone Boyce. And we come to you every single week live Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Pacific time for we are kings of the Game of Thrones after show. And we have one thing to say. Oh, shadow baby. Oh, shadow baby. Oh, shadow baby. After Buzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? I feel like we should come back from commercial break and I should just have my feet and toe shoes on the desk. But I don't believe you can stand in those. I would have to see it. I will. I will show you. Okay. I will actually show it you this. Happen. It will. I'll tell you later. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's totally true. In fact, you sh- you should definitely tweet because <laughs> <laughs> no one believes me. Um, okay. So what are we talking about now? Oh, you know what we are going to talk about. Okay. Because I am a nerd and I should be wearing the shirt that you have. Though what? you are also a nerd, so I appreciate that. Um, let's talk a little game fly. All right. So I'm going to read this in my best voiceover voice, like I did last week. Do you like video games but hate paying 60 to $70 every time a new game comes out? Yes. If you're... <laughs> oh, please answer. Okay. If you're a parent shelling out lots of dough each time a game comes out and your kid is done playing with it in a week, do you hate that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Gamefly.com is the perfect solution. It's a Netflix for video games. No late fees, minimal monthly charges. Receive new game in the mail, play as Ooh. long as you'd like, and then send it back through the mail whenever you want. Exciting. Over 8,000 games for PlayStation, Xbox, Wii, X, wow, I can't say Xbox. Xbox, Xbox. Xbox. <laughs> I did that last you week, too. <laughs> I know. Wii's and more. New games available. AfterBuzz TV fans, and this is the important part, get a special 15-day free trial if you go through www.gamefly.com slash TV. Test it out for free. If you or your kids don't like it, cancel, whatever, but give it a try and remember for your free day, 15, free, oh, wow, okay. Free 15-day trial, go to www.gamefly.com slash After Buzz TV. Wow, I wow, you just I, barely made it to it. Yay. I know. <laughs> I enjoy the freedom and the options available in this. Do not, do not. It's kind of wonderful. And I am, I, I don't have time to play games anymore, but I would be if I could. I have the Game of Thrones game in my car. Oh, you should play right it. Now. I want to play it. When? <laughs> I want to play it so bad. Yes, we need a science Eureka game. Mm, interesting. We do. Okay, so you guys, you know what I think we should talk about right now? But, I think that we should talk about the stank girl stuff between Joe and Allison. <gasps> oh, right? Oh, yes. That was stank. Oh, my <laughs> God. I know. Grr. I know. Jealous. It's kind of awesome. Well, yeah, because it's true. It's so what human. It's so human. Yeah. I mean, when are you, I mean, you're not going to be this. Bene- even, even, even still, when she was like, "I'm sorry, I was really wrong." I mean, I'm like, "You're being pretty beneficent." She was telling you that she was after your man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I might be like, "You got to go." Oh yeah, <laughs> back on your walkabout <laughs> like, and get out. Walk about <laughs> about <laughs> face. <laughs> I know. No, I mean, really, like, I would not be beneficent at all. You know, I mean, I get, like, I would probably, like, I'm so neurotic and weird that I would probably try to be and be all weird about it. You know, I'd be like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I was being a brat. But then again, you're after my man. I don't know what to do. And so I sort of got it. Be honest, you'd clock her. Do you think so? (laughs) Yes, because I would, too. Wow. I I haven't (laughs) clocked anyone in quite some time. I have. 
I, I've broken three noses, and I'm actually very proud of that. Have yes. you really? Yes, I have. That's I, impressive. I, yeah. I don't like fights. <laughs> well, I don't. But it's a satisfying crunch. I'm just saying. Do you really? Do you like fights? Are you? Were you a girl fighter? No, I was only in one fight in my life ever, and I beat up a boy in high school because he was picking on girls. Yes. Nice. Yes, all the noses that I've broken have been guys. Hmm? One guy bet me that a girl would not punch a boy in seventh grade. And I said, you serious? And he said, yeah. So I punched him. The next one, <laughs> the next one um, and I had like pigtails. Like seriously, it was really wow. weird vision. Um, next one, I was um, dancing in a club in London and somebody grabbed my butt and I turned around and went boom. I mean, and that wasn't like a little pinch. It was like a mm. So, Are you supposed to like check whether or not he's cute? Before you, yeah, that him. probably you should happen because you don't you don't want to mess this up, right? That right. might have been yeah. fast it's true. Yeah. I don't think it was Fassbender. I don't think it was Fassbender because I, yeah, no, he and he wasn't cute by the way. Okay, not oh. after I messed with him. But <laughs> then the third one was a guy. I was wearing angel wings. And the guy tried to pull me into an alley in New York. This was Halloween. I don't just wear them for fun. Um, and so Liar. I cracked. Yeah. Wow. I and then have he done yelled more at me. Than punch him in the nose. Oh, yeah. Then he yelled at me. What? I'm like he just tried to pull me into an alley. I actually did say that to him. He was like, "What the." Well, I won't say it, but and I was like, well, you just tried to put me into an alley, so enjoy your broken nose. Nice. And then I ran. Wow. He had it coming. <laughs> he did. So he did. so would you turn those skills on Joe if she was like well, after your dude? All right, well here's the thing. Um what happened is beyond her control. However, saying that she's after him, oh, I'd first ask her to leave. I would be polite first. I would say, please leave if that did not happen. And she came. I wouldn't do anything unless she came near him again. Yeah, because then there might be clocking. Because here's the thing is that Joe's all stank like, and I really like Joe. I, <laughs> I do said. too. I love Joe. I but absolutely love Joe. She's all stank like, oh, Allison, that wasn't right what you did, yada, yada. I'm like, girl, you're the one that sat there and be like, let's admit that we have feelings for each other. <gasps> Are you crazy? Hey, like, she was just having an honest moment. Bullshit. <laughs> You know what? Inside thoughts. Here's the deal. It's not all, you know? Like, it's not all better out. Like, bullshit. There's some stuff you need to keep to your damn self. And one of those things, when you're faced... I'm spitting. I'm so excited. Wow, yeah. When you're, venomous. When you're faced... Oh, no. I don't want to be venomous. But when you're facing... You're, when you're facing... Like, you're in a relationship. You're, your relationship's in jeopardy because your man's all jealous about it. You know that this relationship's in, je- in, in jeopardy because she's tweaking out about it. You know, and he just proposed to this woman. How are you going to say it's the right thing to do to go up to this man and be like, let's admit we want to bang? Are you crazy? No, no. That's an inside thought. You go You've tell been your... a very good boy. <laughs> I love our sound effects so much. <laughs> I'm loving you tonight. I know, right? I really... Yeah, totally on it. I, you are so on top of it. Yeah, but you need to go tell your girlfriend that. You go tell your toilet bowl if you need to get it out. I don't care. But you don't tell that man that. You know what I mean? Because, listen, haven't you guys ever known people that... Have you been ever been friends with couples? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. thing is, when you're friends with couples, it's like, fine, 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 fine. And then there's always this one moment where the dude looks at you and remembers you have a vagina and breasts. It's true. And you can tell. <laughs> yeah. And you, you know, know it the second you it happens. You know the second it happens. Mm-hmm. He remembers, oh, yeah, this isn't just like androgynous thing that eats dinner sometimes. <laughs> this is like a female with vagina and breasts. And... In that moment, do you bring it up? Oh, hell no. 
you remind him that you are androgynous thing that is like his sister. Oh yeah, no, I mean that that you, you do. Say it. You call him buddy. You punch him in the arm. It's- you do whatever you have to do to desexualize that rapidly. Okay, yeah. wait. Two things. Yes. <laughs> this is television. We have to have our characters vocalize right, right. their internal thoughts. It's oh, yes. basically what we do for a living. Oh, yeah. Fair Secondly, <laughs> I believe you are taking the conversation that Joe had with Not Carter very, I don't know, to a level that perhaps was not intended. Right. Um, perhaps she was not stink, but, but a lot more honest about her feelings and, and the fact that it. they've been friends for so long. And it wouldn't it be natural that I'm a guy and you're a girl and don't we, you know, haven't we ever looked at each other that way? We're, you know, I love yes. the fact that you said perhaps she was not staying. <laughs> That's my favorite part. No, you're totally right. And I'm just kind of having fun with it. Um, but. But in, uh, in television, in television, you do have to vocalize these things. But I'm just saying that it was interesting to me in watching it. Like, Allison's the one that ends up apologizing when she, honestly, that's not a conversation you should have with an engaged man. It just is inappropriate. But but Allison could have said, oh, Joe, stop talking right now. Oh, hell right. Did I know. What do you think? <laughs> Don't shoot me. She's, she's very opinionated. It's I'd also true. like to point out, if you're, if you're listening to this on a podcast, she is both pun. And hugged Amy. So, um, you know. I'm just saying the, the truth of the matter is there is no woman alive that would halt that. You want that information. You're not going to stop her from telling you her internal thoughts. You're just not going to stop that. You're going to. Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't have stopped her. Yeah, I you're going to get the information. Keep talking. I'm totally Carter. Keep talking. Yeah. Because you want to know where this bee is coming from. I know. <laughs> But the cool thing is, it is a really cool dynamic. I mean, all of this yes. is, it's like, it's fascinating to watch. Well, Having said that, I do like Joe. <laughs> I think Joe's great. I do too. I she's she's I a do. lot of fun to write too, because everything about her and everything about every relationship is charged. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. And it just makes everything so much more interesting. And as far as Allison go, goes, I mean, like, you know, it's f- season five. When have we really seen her jealous? Like maybe yeah. for a half second yeah. with Tess, right. but like yeah. not. Um, and and this is the, the the one time it's with someone that she feels actually threatened by. She never felt threatened by Tess. Yeah. yeah. But Joe has been around a very very long time. That's they are best Joe's friends. A hottie. She is a hottie. That's true. Um, and and so Allison is is looking up upon this and saying like they're also friends already, and yes. and she's now admitted that you know at some point she looked at him. Like a hottie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm imagining when she was staying in the house with him, like because that's when it's that's when I was like, huh, huh, I wonder if we're going here. Huh. It could totally happen. Uh, maybe we had been planning this for quite some time. I thought maybe. I thought maybe. I'm glad to hear you say that because yeah. just once again, it just justifies what I thought. And I'm happy to have anything I think justified. <laughs> wow, the both of you like just want to say you're right at some we, point, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. I totally oh, yeah. saw oh, that coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. All right. No, oh, yeah. it's kidding. I know. I do it too. No, I think, I mean, it was like, it, look, this it makes for quality television if you're getting fired up about it. You know, sure. if you're watching it yeah. and you're going, oh, no, she did not. Mm-hmm. No, I know. she really didn't. That's fun. And I, I do really enjoy I mean, I, I like the Allison character too, but I, I feel like Joe has a warmth to her that I really appreciate, you know, and I, 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 so it's hard. I mean, I know there are people in both camps, but there's a part of me that's like, well, I want destiny to win. So if these two have been 
I mean, that's just the little girl in me that wants <laughs> Destiny to win. I mean, truthfully, you know, so there's like that part of me that's like, oh, wouldn't it be great if it's Carter and Allison and it was meant to be? But there's the other part of me that's like, well, but this woman's really warm and she's, you know, funny and she has all of these other qualities. So when that she can nice, handle a gun, she can handle a gun in more than ways than one. Yes. Well, you know, I threw her. that to you with with purpose. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, should we talk a little um, disaster preparedness? Sure. Yes. Yeah. That are was you, kind of awesome. Are you prepared? I'm always prepared. I, in all honesty, I have a um, backpack, a disaster backpack, in my closet in my house. Really? I have another one in uh, my car and a third one in my garage. I have handy wipes. <laughs> I have a lightsaber in my trunk. Um, I'm actually not kidding about that. I have a lightsaber in my trunk. I will last longer with the zombies. Yes. 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 Although I don't, I, I'm not packing any heat. Right. Um, aside from the things that you squeeze and then it warms up by itself. But, oh, but, those are awesome. We've, ta- we've oh, talked about this with zombies. You need you need to have weaponry that's not doesn't need ammo because you're going to run out of ammo. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. need a like machete. Or I some have swords stuff. in my house. This, this is what this is my preparedness. This but I don't have one of my topic car. of conversation has. because more than once <laughs> she, she has the swords. That was I, a drunk purchase on Amazon. I can shoot a bow and arrow. Wait, what? We're not really like I have. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> she got a bullseye. We were in Arizona. Um, I don't think or Montana counts. or wherever we were. I mean, it's it not really a bow and arrow. No, it was like it was a arrow. It was no. It was for the for the Cowboys and aliens. Junket, and oh. they first of all they gave us a lot of alcohol, and then how to shoot stuff, right? With a bow and arrow, really smart throwing and hatchets gun. and a gun, like seriously. And they and they were walking, bringing us wine while we were shooting online things. to shoot a Did rifle. Did this happen right. inside Eureka? It was in Montana. <laughs> no, it was in Montana. <laughs> okay, it was so you, bizarre. You know, you're in Montana when you're ordering a drink online to shoot a gun, right? Wow. So we think we'd be pretty well prepared for the zombie apocalypse. Although I really should start carrying a sword in my car. Because we're deluded, though. We are (laughs) extremely deluded. Yes. I, you know, okay, the disaster preparedness thing. This is the weird thing to me, though, is that when they. Why, why, why? (laughs) Because, because, because. Why, when you know that you have the ability to make a matrix that feels exactly like reality would you ask for more reality isn't feeling exactly like reality enough like why do you know what i mean oh gosh, why at that point write a book why i'm not even sure i understood that one that do one. you know what i mean so why at that point is henry like also some broken legs would be good you know like just to just to drive a point home oh yeah like in case anyone's confused like seriously, get your shit together. <laughs> like, you know, like, why? No, but that was. It, I thought it was really cool because, like, okay, you've seen on TV. If you live in California, you've seen our disaster preparedness drills, and we see people going, "Ow, ow!" on the ground. I thought there was a lot of reality in this. It was kind of cool. No, it was, but I'm just saying, like, damn, Henry. <laughs> you know, oh, like, Henry has many layers. Like that's a femur that just got smashed. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know if that was in the program as much as it was. Oopsies. Yeah. Well, because it seemed like it seemed. Yeah, I did. Because it was initially they're like, well, maybe that's a little bit much. We're working on it. You know? <laughs> there are always kinks. It's Eureka. And then, right. Well, and this is the ultimate lesson. I think in also every sci-fi show, like stop building Skynet. <laughs> why? Why are you making AI? We know it's going to happen. I know. It's, it's going to kill us. Why wouldn't it kill us? 
It's true. Yeah, and they've just experienced <laughs> I know, a version right? of AI, exactly. and then now they're still doing this. Still I know. doing it. I know. Well, you know, honestly, um, every time my toaster fails, I think it's the beginning of Skynet. Because mm. it is. It is. It is. <laughs> All of it is serious, the beginning of Skynet. My mm. microwave is broken. I have totally not read into this as much as I should. Oh, no, you, you should, should be you reading should. into mm-hmm. it a lot more. Oh, wow. Perhaps you've conquered Skynet. Every time you talk to Siri, know that it's one step closer to death. <laughs> I talk to Siri all the time. And I've actually started addressing Siri as Siri. Like, uh, you saw me do this in the car the other day. And I, I said, Siri, where's the nearest restaurant? I'm like, why am I addressing her as a person? This, because she practically is. You know, if you tell her you love her, she does say a number of it very interesting yeah, things. Yeah, well, but if you ask her why she's a bitch, she'll also answer that. Oh, I haven't don't tried that. Don't you think that's going to piss her off I eventually? don't want to piss off Skynet. No, I no. don't ask her things mm. like that. I only ask nice things. I'm really out of control with the cuss words tonight. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me. Siri, are you working for Skynet? I can't answer that. Oh! Oh my god! God! She can't answer that! Oh my god! You know what? It's classified! (laughs) We're all gonna die at the hands of a phone. Oh my god, that was was awesome! That was a little. I'm. I'm a little creeped out. I am. I am. Oh my god. I'm really freaked out. I I'm afraid you. of my phone. You should be afraid of your phone. Wow. Oh Stop building Skynet. So anyway, moving back to the episode, though. <sighs> Can we at this yeah. point? I mean, I know. really. I know. I think that you should tell us, since we haven't gotten to this yet, you should tell us, because people. I think people will be interested in this, just what your process is like in the writer's room with Jamie and how you kind of, you know, break down the Bible. I mean, for the beginning, is that what you do at the beginning of the season? Like, what do you do? What's the process? What's your job? Tell me. <laughs> Tell the people <laughs> what you do for a living. your life. <laughs> well, break I get up in the morning and I take the doggy for a walk. Um, yeah. uh, I think this is, I think this is probably yeah, interesting for Eureka fans. No, it's, it's totally a valid question. Thank you. Um, I even though this, you didn't understand the words that were coming out of your by mouth. By the way, I do this for a living. I don't have to understand the words. I get away with it every <laughs> single day. Professional shit talker. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I will start by saying um, if Eureka looks fun on screen, I can tell you it's even more fun off screen. From from the cast all the way down to, you know, our writer's PA, um, everyone loves what, you know, what they did for the show. Sadly, we were finished uh, producing Aww. the episodes, but um, everyone loved each other. They loved the work. Um, and as far as the, the writer's room goes, I mean, it was a very, it was the most civil show I've ever been on. It was, you know, you'd spend, you know, maybe 10 hours a day with these people and you would still want to go out and see a movie with them later. Um, it was definitely, I would say the best experience I've ever had on a show. Um, and that's sort of a a top down philosophy that, that Jamie and Bruce had, um, from the beginning when they, they sort of, uh, restaffed the show at the beginning of season four. Um, you know, they have a no douchebag policy, which was very evident with everyone. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Um, and, and this is, I mean, everybody that we've talked to has been, been incredible. And this is, we know that this is not true in every no. environment. Uh, no. <laughs> no. I mean, I've we, been on, all... on shows where it's very much not true. Cause so isn't it usually like, you know, rampant competitiveness, backstabbing, poisoning the coffee and like monkey poo at the wall? <laughs> Um, lots of monkey poo. <laughs> yes. um, that's sort of standard for a writer's room, well, right? Well, on in, in every, even the good writers' rooms, we you know we basically chucking monkey poo at the, at the wall is our job, um, and we hope something sticks. 
and then we write it. Um, so if that's what you want to know about the writer's room, how it works, that is how it works. Um, lots of monkey poo. Um, feces everywhere. Feces everywhere. <laughs> I know. I mean, I think, you know, listen, I think that a lot of people will probably have an idea of in terms of you going, you sort of writing a script and then coming back right. and Jamie working on it. And then you guys, you know, punching up the jokes as a team and things like that. But Every writer's room is probably a little bit different. Every, so. every writer's room is a little different. I think what we did on this show, which was actually different from my previous experiences, is that we let the um, the younger, less experienced writers write the earlier episodes in a season so they would have more time to go back and rewrite them and, oh, wow. and work on the scripts before, you know, Jamie That's or really someone sweet. else would have to enter the process. Um, as opposed to, you know, being starting to get behind schedule at the end of the seasons um, and 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 not really being able to sort of like give them the opportunity to do a, a second pass that we would like them to be able to do for them to learn about the process. Oh, that's awesome. Um, that's yeah, so nice. That's, yeah, that's um, kind of the, I, I don't know, it represents what, you know, the show is all about and the people behind the show is all about. That is legitimately yeah, really I know. Awesome. Now I know we're getting close to wrapping, so I what? do. I know, right? It goes so fast. Yeah. But, um, but thank ah, you. Yeah. But I want I want to talk about what what's happening for you now. What? There's some breaking news. What? Mm-hmm. Um, some breaking news. Yes. Um, after Eureka. And after the miniseries that I wrote for Sci-Fi, which also isn't news, apparently, um, <laughs> uh, I joined Person of Interest uh, halfway through the season, um, finished up the season um, a couple weeks ago, and then uh, I have since left the show. Um, I'm not on Person of Interest anymore, and I'm not on Eureka anymore. Yeah. So I am actually working on my own development. Ooh. Um, yeah. Hey, where's my... <laughs> So, you know, it, it was about time and I like I went to Maui <laughs> during staffing season. Woo! So that's basically telling, you know, everyone that I'm kind of not interested in just jumping on a show right now. And I very much want to um, take some time with my own ideas, which I haven't had a chance to do because I've gone from show to show to show for the last eight years. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to writing this pilot. Can oh, you awesome. tell us a little bit about it? I cannot. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Well, but, you know, I thought we had something, <laughs> and I'm beginning to question but that. It's about um, the nature of humanity. Oh, I I think I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think yeah. you do. After Buzz TV exclusive. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh my god, you were awesome wow. tonight. I know that's pretty impressive. Well, let's just before we. I know they're going to yell at me, but let's just talk a little bit about Friendly Fire because you wrote that. Oh. Yes. Let's talk, talk a little bit about it. Tell us about the what, what was going on during the writing. For that. Uh, um, Friendly Fire was, was interesting and actually one of the most difficult episodes of the season to break because the first three episodes were spent in the Matrix, which right. is why I didn't write any of the three because I wanted to be available to help break the stories for those. Um, but, I mean, coming out of the Matrix, you had to both reestablish Eureka as the show and, and, you know, and sort of like go back to what the fans knew and love, but also, you know, the, the heavy <laughs> emotional toll that, that being in the Matrix, you know, had on everybody to have to weave those two things together. And we really needed to bring back a lot of the funny, too. 
um, just to sort of lighten the mood after, you know, people died. Um, (laughs) Little things like that, you know, like a beloved character. Um, So uh, it was it wasn't simple to do. Um, I had a lot of fun, though, because it got I I got to write a lot more emotional scenes than I would normally get to write. I mean, even a scene between Allison and Grace talking about their experience in The Matrix um, was fun. (laughs) And, you know, and and the final scene with Parrish and and Fargo um, that Will and Neil knocked out of the park um, was was great fun to write. Um, sad, but fun. Um, I love that scene. Yeah. And, you know, and then all the silly Farrah stuff, which, would, you know, was basically to, you know, say, hey, look, you know, we, we're still like the disaster show where things go wrong. It's Eureka. But again, even that story was tied back to the Matrix. So yeah. um, it, it was a uh, it was a lot of a lot of fun. And, I you know, bunny therapy. Bunny therapy. <laughs> I tweeted I, that to her the minute yes, I saw it. Honestly, yeah. bunny like, therapy. Because I have a bunny, and um, you can see pictures on Twitter, but the bunny is ridiculous. Yes. Ridiculous. So. And also, how could that not cure you? I, I know. I, I don't see how there's any way it could not cure you. It's a amazing. Room full of bunnies. <laughs> what, sitting on the floor is, with bunnies, you know, jumping all over you. There's <laughs> no way that would not work. How? What has been for you the favorite, when you, either a line or a character or whatever, something that you created or wrote that you saw come to life what was your favorite moment um of the series series. um probably um creating holly martin felicia day's character um because it was the first time on that show that i got to actually introduce a character that that stuck around um and it was just it was just really fun because you get to exercise certain muscles that that you know part of being a television writer is is mimicry like, you know, everyone that has come on to write Eureka is, in some sense, recreating Jamie's voice. Right. But when you create a character from scratch and you know it's going to be around a while and you need it to be someone who can really pop, um, you know, it's a it's so fun. It's so fun. And, and I just loved I loved working with Felicia, um, who doesn't. <laughs> um, and I just I think that character is, is a ton of fun, too. Yeah, oh, she's she awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. Well, I know we are being told to do news and predictions. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> Something just blew up in here. I don't I know. know what that was. I know. So we're, you know, we're going to predict a little. Um, it's funny doing news for a show that you know is is ending, which makes me sad. Um, but what? Let's let's predict a little bit about okay. about what's coming. Want to tell us anything? Oh wow! <laughs> well, I'm, you know, to try to remember what's coming. Like I was I telling you before we started the broadcast, I the last time I saw um, that up. Um, Worst, I see. I don't even know the name of it. <laughs> worst case scenario. Worst case scenario was September of last year. Is when oh, wow. I saw that episode last. Um, so trying to remember everything back about like what's c- to come. But I think um, you will continue to be fascinated by the Holly Fargo storyline, oh. um, and it hopefully ends uh, in a in a very um, unexpected place. Ooh. Um, and I think, let's see, what else happens? Oh, I, you know, the Carter, Joe Allison of it, um, you know, f- sort of finalizing where the pairings end up, I think, um, will be interesting to watch as, as the episodes progress. Oh, and anything interesting you can tease about Beverly? Because Deborah Farentino will be on, on the 5th. Oh, interesting. Um... You probably haven't seen the last of her. I don't know. I'm talking to voice for you. She's obsessed with Beverly, just so you know. I really enjoy that character as Uh, well. Yeah. I'm going to predict that it's going to be like Splash, where. (laughs) Because there'll be mermaids. Wait a minute. (laughs) 
Fargo chooses to join Holly in her world. In the oh. Matrix. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a wild card prediction. Oh wild wow. card. And I am going I cannot predict the couples at this point. I really thought I could, but I'm I'm gonna wait till next week to go on that. I also predict that on next week's show I will curse eighty nine percent less of the time. <laughs> I do not I, that's not gonna happen. That's no, no, it's not gonna happen. Um, I predict I'll buy something very strange on Amazon. Yes. <laughs> that's what you do. All right, guys, so we have to wrap up. So um and and here it comes the noise. Okay, so you can follow Afterbuzz at Afterbuzz TV on Twitter. You can follow me at, at Jenna Bush, B U S C H, like the beer, not the president. You can follow me at, at J Ross C, J R O T H C. And you can follow me at, oh, this is Amy, <laughs> at Bergopolis. I love that name. <laughs> All right, guys, well, time to say goodbye. So, buzz you later. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Found here. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 